0: Let's stop here for a moment to let you all know about Newsly. Newsly is an all-in-one audio super app for iOS and Android. It picks up the most trending articles on the web on topics you choose at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time ever, the entire web becomes listenable all in one place. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. You can follow any topic as specific as you like from sports, tech, business, science, Bitcoin, or heck, even the Kardashians. Newsly will find you the latest articles and read them to you aloud. They even have digital radio. Did we mention they also have podcasts from over 80 countries? Well, they do, and guess what? The Movie Pals podcast is there too. I started using Newsly as my default podcast player, and I can't think of ever going back. Download and use Newsly for free now from www.newsly.me or from the link in our description. And make sure to use our promo code, TMPals. That's TMP. ALS to receive a one-month free premium subscription. Newsly, stop scrolling and start listening. Hey everybody, this is James,
1: Marco, and Nabil.
0: And this is the Movie Pals Podcast, podcast number 161. Today, as you can tell from our intro, we are missing Mikey. He's not feeling well, so... Or either that, or once again, I don't know. Maybe he's gone missing. Who knows? But
2: He was doing some of the goofies over the weekend.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we're down a got real. He got a real blinky problem, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> so we're going to be going into, uh, we have a main review of the new Martin Scorsese film, Killers of the Flower Moon, but we are also going to just be going over our what we have been watching. We're bringing back a little topic of the week for that one this week. So, you know, just in time for the holiday season of Halloween. So without further ado, let's get into what we're watching.
2: Hey, what you're watching?
0: All right, guys. So it's been a while. Marco, Nabil. I think one of you guys missed the last time we even did this. I want to say. It It was was me. There you go. It was me. He's like, I'm the problem. It's me. (laughs) Um. I did yeah, so it's been a while, so let's go over some things we've been watching. We're just going to touch on two things each that we kind of watch randomly. I don't know if it's something leading into Halloween, or it doesn't have to be Halloween-themed at all. I know uh, Nabil's probably got some shows that he wants to talk about. But, uh, you know, what? we'll start with you, Marco. What have you been watching?
2: I actually decided to join the party and join in on some of the Halloween-themed fun, so... I like It I started... <laughs> started my little Halloween theme uh, by watching The Exorcist 3. You're scaring me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just took all my clothes off. was
0: from a recommendation from last time, if yeah. you guys recall.
2: It actually was. See, I actually do take on recommendations from these guys.
0: I take recommendations. Belief. You guys tell me about a movie. I usually go go see it.
2: No, I know. I'm just saying I'm usually the bad one, so... Yeah, no. I'm, I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to be better at it. So, so I, <laughs> Damn right. I went ahead and and, and uh, took James on his uh, recommendation and watched this movie, The Exorcist Three. Came out in 1990, and this one takes place. Uh, it's technically a direct sequel to the first Exorcist movie, and it takes place years after the original. I'm gonna say it's like 10 years after the original. And it focuses primarily on the police detective from the first movie, Kinderman. Only he's played by a different actor. I think James mentioned it last time. He's played by George C. Scott.
0: Legendary and actor, he's, yeah.
2: Yeah. Looking into these strange murders that are, that are going around and seems that they have a a demonic theme to it so uh, the more he looks into it um the more he starts to realize that there's more to meet the eye with these with these murders i i really and i'm trying not to spoil it um it, it it's actually pretty good i'm not gonna lie um It is, yeah. I've never seen any of the Exorcist sequels. They never caught my eye. They never caught my attention. I've heard that the second one sucks. But this one actually is pretty damn fucking good. It it sticks to the psychological horror where there there's scenes where as uh, Detective Kinderman is is going through and and investigating he's in in the hospital in in this mental institute investigating patients and you hear these noises. You hear like Similar to the original, where you hear rumblings in in uh, in the attic, um, when he goes into the church to speak to uh, some of the priests, same thing. You hear these noises or you hear these creaks, and it kind of messes with you, especially if you're watching it by yourself late at night in the dark, shirtless. <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> no. <coughs> Maybe not surely. <laughs> yeah, you know fucking the, the glow
0: the glow of the the tv just for fucking off of marco's eyeglasses as he's
2: watching it <laughs> half of his mouth open oh my god uh, but it's it, i i like the the take that they do on on detective kinnerman i mean he has just a brief scene in the first one but george c scott kind of makes it his own and you know he he's he can be pretty intense in the movie and i, I kind of like that because the first guy was a little more Soft-spoken, kind of calm, but you see a different demeanor. Of this guy, he's he's tenured, so he's been through, he's seen some shit, so to speak, and and it shows. And uh, I kind of like when they do that. So he's it, it, the fact that he's you know seen so much, yet he's still surprised by what he's seen in this movie. Makes it makes him a compelling character. What they do with the demonic stuff is pretty cool. It it, it escalates similar to the first one, where you you start to see more and more and more of it. Um, some of the practical effects probably don't really hold up, but uh, there is this one scene towards the end when Kinderman is finally facing the demon who who pretty much is oh, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, but whatever. It pretty much is the serial killer named the Gemini Killer uh, that's been possessed, and he's like confronting this this thing, and it it the whole exorcism kind of takes. A brief moment, but it's it's pretty fucking intense, and a lot of fucked up shit happens. Like it, it's it. I think those effects still hold up, and it's still pretty freaky. So overall, I think that you know, if you're a fan of The Exorcist or psychological thrillers, I think you might like this one.
0: um, did you, um were you were you? I gotta I gotta bring in the most famous scene is that hallway scene, right? There's a scene yeah. that's very like shocking. Did that did that without bringing up what it exactly is? It did you did it creep you out? A little bit. Yeah, there's, uh, there's
2: actually two scenes that creep me out and one of which I'll talk about because it's not too much of a spoiler, but kind of akin to the first Exorcist movie where uh, Reagan, you know, crawls down the stairs. They do something similar in this one, but mm-hmm. it's a lot fucking creepier because so, there's too. no there's no fucking noise and the characters unaware of what's going on. And it's kind of like one of those background things and you're just kind of yep. like, oh, shit, this is fucking freaky and you're and the the thing is like especially if you've never seen this before, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know like you, you just don't know. You're just watching this take place and you're like, fuck, is, is is shit about to go down right now? So I I think that it does really good with the uh, with its scares and creep factor.
0: Nice. Yeah, I would um George C. Scott didn't do a lot of horror films, obviously. Yeah. But uh he he was in another film too, the 1980 film called The Changeling, which is really good too. So sure. If might, we're looking for another might. one, that might be one to take a dive into. It's got a really famous scene in there, too. so
2: Might check that out, too. Aside from that, I also continued with another famous franchise. I love this one. And I watched some of the Halloween sequels, the original sequels. And one of them specifically was Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Because that one I've never really seen i've seen clips of some of the other ones but this one i've never seen anything and i gotta say it's actually <laughs> <laughs> although it's cheesy in some parts it's actually pretty good too i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna I lie this one also <laughs> takes place <laughs> 10 years after the original massacre and i mean spoilers if you've never seen like the original franchise or anything because there's there's no real, real way around it but uh, they kind of go into this whole uh Lori is actually related to Michael Myers type thing. And she's yeah. actually his sister. So this takes place years oh, later. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. In, ter- I so, will
0: say that's in two timelines. So it's not. It's not yeah.
2: Yeah. No. The, but this is like the original timeline. So the original
0: timeline. If you look at it this one, then, yeah, they, they added it with the second one, which is.
2: Right. Which so is bizarre. By the way. Lori. <laughs> <laughs> Lori Laurie Strode has had a, a daughter who's played by a. Danielle Harris, who actually is, has appeared in, me and James were talking about it. She's she's appeared in quite a few Halloween films. She even appeared in the Rob Zombie reboot, and even one of the new sequels too. The new reboots, soft reboots slash legacy sequels slash whatever you want to call them. But she plays Jamie Lloyd, who's Laurie Strode's daughter, and basically Michael Myers is out. To get her because it's his niece and <laughs> our boy Dr. Sam Loomis returns oh. and is going out on a rampage again warning about Michael Myers <laughs>
1: hey, I was like, no. Fake news, so Fake news.
2: I, <laughs> th- this was the delight just because of how fucking insane Sam Loomis is like you think Michael Myers is insane but I think Sam Loomis is crazier because he's, he's raving and ranting and no one fucking believes him despite the fact that two sequels have already well right. i mean one doesn't really have michael yeah, myers but a sequel yeah. yeah one sequel has already passed and they see like this guy just won't go down but no one believes you, you this gotta, guy you so gotta
0: bring it up though like donald pleasant I, I think this these were just his i don't know like his favorite roles i think yeah <laughs> for the no most
2: I, I i liked it i i loved how <laughs> i loved how crazy he was it's actually uh a highlight of this movie because he's he's running around just fucking waving his gun and shit
1: <laughs> He's
0: like. like sh- it, it's funny it though. The funniest thing about
2: it though is like
0: he is. Um, they kind of try to retcon like events that happened at the end of the second film. Yeah, like spoiler if you haven't seen that. Sorry, it came out fucking forty years at this point. But like, he blows up with Michael at the, end of the second movie. <laughs> And then they try to explain that like he just like has like a burn mark on his face. He's like, I survived. And I'm like, no one could have survived that bullshit. Dude. Yeah,
2: no way. the f- The room fucking exploded. There's no way. He's like, there's Michael's, no way. Eyes are black. Foolish uh, James, you because you saw this one recently too, right?
0: Yeah, I'm doing a fuck because I hate myself. A 31 days of a fucking physical <laughs> horror movie media. It's definitely backfired on I me. Mean, i would never do this again in my fucking life. But um. Yeah, one of my movies has been Halloween Four amongst the other Halloween movies I've seen, and um, yeah, I I don't like this one though. The mask I hate that the mask looks like dog shit too in here. By the way, God, it looks so bad. There's a scene. The where mask it, does look. There's literally a crazy. meme of the one uh, uh, where the lightning strikes and he's
2: in the room and he's like, oh? Huh?
0: <laughs> he looks <listens> over <laughs> and he's like,
2: "Who's this goofy fuck?" So Is, isn't it crazy that the mask looks completely different than the the, the movie poster?
0: It's because they apparently lost the mask from the original one, which is, yeah. I don't know how you lose the fucking mask, but that's why every movie after, I think, the second one, the mask looks different in everyone up until Halloween 2018, and that's the, you know, then they bring back the original, that, that someone had a, <laughs> either a copy or a mold, or they fucking <laughs> so figured we found it because of technology, I mean, goddamn, uh, you know, like. Yeah, you think that's bad? The one at HTO is fucking terrible. Half it's season, half it's
1: time. So <laughs> oh yeah, that's a bad one. <laughs> oh my god.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's only an hour and like twenty minutes long, twenty five minutes long. This movie is super short, and yeah, it just doesn't it go anywhere right really. into it. it yeah, really it jumps anywhere. right into it. That's my it. problem with it. I
2: I think I enjoyed it because it, it it was rem it it was reminiscent to one of the sequel to like the second reboot sequel. You can see it, like, is inspired by some of the events of the original uh, sequels. With, like like,
0: the, the, the town kind of best. Yeah, yeah you know, the townspeople taking
2: arms and, you know, trying the
0: to... The second half. Yeah. yeah.
2: But I, I I appreciated that, though, and I think that's kind of what... I think if I had never watched the Legacy sequels, I probably wouldn't have liked it as much. Or if I had oh. seen this before the Legacy sequels, I probably wouldn't have appreciated it much. But because of the in the order that I watched them, I think that's why I, I kind of enjoyed it it's that it's helps. not one of those yeah, movies it yeah <laughs> it's not one of those ones hey run out and go watch it, it this one's a fun one if you just want to like have a fun halloween night and just kind of yeah. you know yeah yeah just put it, it on and just
0: it's definitely there i guess i, guess, I don't yeah. know it's one of those halloween ones that's kind of forgotten i guess but it is the re- literally the return because three did so poorly and they were like we got to bring michael myers back so they yeah you know and now he's back. Here you go. He's fucking just doing the same shit he did fucking two movies ago. But it's cool though. The, I, there's, yeah. there, I, there's certain things I still like about it. But and it and it does lead into five and six. So I mean,
2: I might I might Yikes. continue this rabbit hole. <laughs> exactly. we, we we shall see. I I, yeah. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I did. So I mean, if if you're yeah, yeah. if you're into the classics or you're a fan of Halloween or if you're just curious, you know, just go through the sequels or. I would say it's probably worth it to watch two in order to watch this one. So it kind of makes sense. You don't really have to, but yeah, with a um, weird timeline. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, I'd say it's a fun one still, you know,
0: nice. Some of the kills I'll, are still pretty cool. Yeah. The kills are really good. I will, I will bring that up too. Nibu, what about you? What you've been watching?
1: I have got a like you said earlier, James. I got a mix of things. So like Halloween six,
0: yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Like really, brandy. <laughs> <of it. laughs> <laughs> like fuck. I don't know what I'm doing with my life, but yeah, this is what I'm I watching. saw
2: Hocus Pocus.
0: Uh, well, um, yeah. I know you told us before we know what you're about to do, and yeah, they
1: do seem a little, a little different, but yeah. What now, about you? So I started first. Uh, I've decided to go ahead and watch a show called Yellowstone on Peacock. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. I I feel like
0: Oh yeah, no I've definitely heard of it. Know, My parents are huge
1: fans and they watched
0: every single spin-off.
1: So Yeah, Jesus there's all, there's quite a, Apparently at, at a certain point, I don't know if it still is, but it was like one of the highest like watched it's television like shows. It's one of the number one shows on television right yeah, now, which I think is nuts cuz I they were like 5 seasons in and I'd only heard about it like beginning of this year. <laughs> I was like what No, is really? Yeah. Know. Yeah, it's been around for a while. So yeah, it's got it's it's got Kevin Costner in it, which is cool. Um and it's basically he's got a ranch out in Montana and he's got a lot of power in this community and people are trying to take his land, you know, and and dethrone him. <laughs> um some people will call it kind of like Country Succession if you've ever seen Succession. I don't know if I I'd, I'd kind of call it that, but those are the the uh, comparisons that I've seen, but it's a very I'm I'm only in the second season now, and I gotta say it's actually pretty entertaining. Kind of going in through it, like it's not the most high stakes, deep, prolific kind of show, but it's enough for you to be like, I really want to see what they're gonna do next, and kind of keep going through it. So it's definitely like a bingeable, worthy show. Um, especially yeah. kind of the nuances of like the fact that they're ranchers and there's they've got the cowboys, they're out in on a uh, reservation land too up in Montana. So it's you get the the uh perspective of both Native Americans and kind of these uh business people from the city and then the folks in the country. Like it's you get to see a little different uh aspects of everything. So not a lot yeah. of like uh momentum in the story. Like it's pretty much all at least going into the second season the drama is still around I'm losing my ranch and my kids are shit and I don't have I don't have enough support to help me keep this land kind of thing. So that that's as far as it's kind of gone, going halfway into the second season. But it is it is kind of a fun watch and I like seeing Kevin Costner being old and also an asshole to a bunch of younger folks. So that's fun. <laughs> These
2: goddamn kids. Basically. When does, uh, when does uh when does Cal L show up and he starts talking to him and telling him back in the ranch? <laughs> Just kidding. He's like no it's,
1: that's the last episode where he gets caught up in a tornado and uh <laughs> <laughs> He said, No. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Um, so, yeah, that's that's one of the new shows I've been watching. It's, and, like I said, it won't even be yeah. the second yeah. season. So, I don't know. Like I said, my,
0: my parents my absolutely love it. Right? Yeah. Um, the um, second half of the last season, I think, is about to come out either soonish or beginning of the next year. Yeah. So they're going to start be out. the final one for that. But then they have a, like I said, they got like they three, got three spin-offs out. They
1: got one with. Uh, Harrison Ford, I think.
2: yeah and then the so
0: 1923, mm. then 18 something. Yeah. Um, uh, Matthew oh, those are
2: the spin-offs just, from that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Then Matthew McConaughey just got done filming his spin-off, I think. So. Shit. Okay. There you go. It, it's written by um, fuck, what's his name? Guy that, yeah. that did Tulsa King and also or every River. fucking Paramount Plus fucking show, basically. Like he's uh he did uh what was it Sic- Sicario, like oh, okay. writer. So yeah. I believe. Heller High Water, same guy.
1: So. If you like those kind of movies, I'd say this the show's right up that alley. I mean, the shots hmm. good. That now nah, that nah, you say that, especially since a lot of those films are, kind they of, all are
0: themed very similar. Yeah, they're very similar. Yeah. Like it is, wait a, a very. Minute.
1: You go. I, I think you've been there before, right? You've been to Montana before, James. I think, right? I sure have. Yeah, and I don't know. <laughs> I can't speak to everything that you've seen, but I feel like what they show it makes me feel like you know it's a very beautiful place. I'd want to kind of go and see just from the landscape. Um, yeah, like the outdoors areas apparently are really nice. So. Yeah, and they shoot that really up. well, I think.
0: Where I was at was very much like a like the Herbert. college, college city town. Mm-hmm. So uh, in Missoula, so it was, it was it was okay. I didn't get to explore it enough for me to really have a strong opinion on it. So I got you.
1: And then I also watched something that was a little spooky. You know, staying in theme with with Halloween. So Ooh. I was able to binge through the fall of the House of Usher, the latest Netflix series from uh, what's his name, McFlannery. Flannery Flanagan. Flanagan. Great show. It's about two uh, siblings that build a family dynasty, and somehow or for some reason, their empire is slowly collapsing. Um, It's got a lot of the same characters and and actors from his other uh, shows, like Raul Cooley, um, uh, Henry Thomas. Uh, Tanae Miller, they're all kind of back inside the show It's, a, it's It was fun uh, Just like the other ones, if you've enjoyed the shows like, I, I don't want to say anything because you end up spoiling it anyways But just just to say That every character in there Gets uh, a, basically A good episode dedicated to them You get to get a little bit of time with their background The main family members Bruce Greenwood, who plays Roderick Usher And Mary McDonnell, who plays Madeline Usher They, uh, You get a lot of Interesting background from them and their their path over to being the heads of the families. So just that whole premise is really good. The twist at the end is, is entertaining. You kind of figure it out about, I think Ooh. I'd say for me, I figured out about halfway through. So James, I figures it out in the first episode, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's on, it's on what my list. I'm a
0: big, big Muffinigan fan. Uh, I've seen every one of his movies. I've seen every one of his shows. I was yeah. really mad last year when midnight club got canceled. I, but yeah, so You know, it's on my list to watch again, so eventually eventually I'll I'll get to that show too in so Oh I know. I've heard good things though. I've heard good things. It's it's definitely a solid
1: show. You know, and I know I I didn't get a chance to see uh the midnight was it Society? Midnight Club, I don't even know. Night Night Club, yeah. That's so I'm I'm the problem. I understand. That's why I didn't succeed. Go back and watch it still. It's still good. It's really actually kind of a good drama too. I think I'm gonna check it out because uh yeah, definitely like his stuff, so I feel like it'll be a good one.
0: Yeah, was he done? Haunting Hill House, Haunting a Blind Manor, Midnight Mass, Midnight Club, and now this. Yeah. Show wise. I mean, even movie wise, he's really good. So I don't know. He made a sequel to Ouija that, you know, Ouija's uh origins or something like that, which is yeah, you like that really series. Really fucking perfectly, yeah. No, not the original one, the, the his oh, ones, the sequel Kim, on the one sequel Yeah, Doctor Sleep, Gerald's game.
2: Gerald's all collection. movies. Yeah. I need to yeah. catch up on his shows though.
0: You saw Midnight Mass, right?
2: I started and I didn't finish it. I think I saw episodes uh, one and two, so I need that's yeah, going to be every, on my list for sure.
0: Every one of his show, Midnight
1: Mass, Midnight Club, both of them, like man, they just end, they tear your fucking heart out, man. Like fuck, like, it was <laughs> yeah. a very different twist to Midnight Mass. I did not see it coming at all. Oh, I, I see. That's the one I picked up on. I was uh, like, are these guys? Blah blah blah. It sounds uh, like
2: son of a bitch. Yeah, I might, so, I might finish that for. the the halloweens we'll see
0: mm. yeah i would recommend it it's uh this shit's just good, good man what about you anything else
1: nope. no oh just uh, me now to. yeah
0: i've been watching a lot of random horror films you guys know because i'm doing this my little <laughs> marathon yeah. thing here mikey is doing it too but he he can just see it wherever he wants it's easy mine have
1: to be at home and
0: i i guess i didn't think that through. The whole he set himself
1: some parameters that uh <laughs> yeah. just made it that much more challenging
0: yeah, I was like, how about I turn on my Because I have so much fucking physical murder." And then watching it now, I'm like,
1: oh, no. Jane, a
0: bit <laughs> I like of mess just watch it. it on my own pace. Just a little so. bit. I guess. Um, I'm going to talk about two movies, though, that kind of stood out for me. One of them. I, one of them is like kind of a personal favorite of mine. I, I just haven't seen it in so long. It's 2007's Vacancy. I don't know if you guys have ever seen this one. It's great film. Yeah. It's I have not. kind of, kind of a. Kind of a Hitchcock feel to it, tell you the truth. Right. That's how I kind of describe it in my little review. But it stars Luke Wilson and Kate Bexel as like a tumultuous couple with this kind of like they're lost, basically. Let's just say that, that without spoiling much. And they stop at a motel for the night because it's getting too late and they stay there and it's ran by this kind of creepy guy. And they nobody else appears to really be staying in this motel in the middle of nowhere except for them. But Soon enough, they're in their room and they they hear banging on the door and they open the door and no one's there. And somebody is obviously kind of like fucking around with them. And it's kind of like, huh, I wonder who that is. But, and then they realize, you know, that things have been left in this room, which is disgusting. And there's like a VHS and they find out like people have been doing like shooting snuff films and stuff in this place. And they're trying to escape and they soon realize they are being terrorized by two or three different guys. So it's, it's a it's a pretty short film. It's actually really good. With the te- like I was talking, the tension buildup in this movie reminds me of like a Hitchcock movie, which is which is really cool. So if you're really into like I'm trying to think like almost like a rear window kind of feel to it, but it, more know, intense, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Like the, I would say it's funny because I think Luke Wilson's in The Strangers, right? First one. Yeah. He's a yeah, it's husband it, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's kind of like that too. A little bit like home invasion, mm. but it's in a different kind of... Which I think he did The Strangers a few years after, I want to say, or close to this.
1: It's around the same time. I can't yeah. remember though. He's yeah. like,
0: I only do movies where people fuck with me in the middle of the night, okay? He, he, but, he uh, does
1: good freaked out. <laughs> It's pretty intense. It's
0: I I wouldn't say uh, there's some little scares to it, but it's more just kind of like this it's could more happen to like anybody. A
1: psychological almost thriller, you know. A like, little bit, yeah. Into a lot of, the thriller, obviously. There's but. some
0: really good tense scenes, which is yeah. what I like in this. So, uh, if you've never seen it, like I said, it, it came out, which is insane to say, but like 16 years ago at this point. So, oh, so old oh, now. I know. I saw this in theaters. I remember. So I was like, Oh, oh no. no. I was like, I saw this movie in theaters. Then the movie that I, everybody really wants me to talk about, I guess, is this movie called Four Flies on Grey Velvet. Yes. <laughs> Marco posted that I reposted a post of mine on this on our socials if you haven't seen it where it has a very kind of creepy title or cover to it all.
1: Yeah, if you haven't seen this cover, <laughs> you should need to check our IG page because uh please do. That shit's terrifying.
0: Yeah, so this is a um I don't know. I just been getting into Dario Argento films a lot lately, which is fucking weird. It's the third or fourth one I've watched like this year alone. So I've been looking I've been really getting into this Italian horror kind called, called Giallo. It's very specific on how the fuck it's shot. Like <laughs> I just <let> you know <laughs> it's not for everybody, I'm gonna tell you right now. Um like a like a modern day um film that's like a Giallo film would be like the um movie that came out uh malignant. Like a year ago, I think. A year oh, yeah. or two ago. Yeah, yeah. That's like a example of like a giallo film, like fucking batshit crazy. There's always a mystery to it, like you don't know who the murderer is to the end. Just a lot of first person shots and blah blah blah. But this movie was technically almost like lost in time, I guess. It's one of the more lesser known Argento films, but I, I actually really enjoyed this one. It's a it's about in a nutshell, a drummer on a band that one night accidentally kills somebody and somebody takes a photo of him doing it and is blackmailing him that like hey i can ruin your life but the thing is that person that took the film or shot him like he he's been wearing a mask all the time it's a mystery on who this person is this person keeps popping up out of nowhere um some very creepy scenes so like in the middle of night have you ever thought about like you're sitting you're like you guys should probably walk through your living room at nighttime with the lights off. Cause you know it from like the back of your hand, right? Like you don't really need the lights on to like make it to All the right. kitchen or something like, well, what if someone was standing in the corner staring at you the whole time? And it's, it's shit like that. It's, it's creepy. Like, That's, yeah, terrifying. <laughs> or, you, or what if someone <laughs> grabbed your arm suddenly while you're walking down the stairs, like just out of nowhere, and grabbed you in this, you know, it's James. Sh- <laughs> <Hey>. He's <laughs>
2: just, he's wearing that mask from the movie too. It's like, what are you eating? Big stuff.
0: But yeah, good film. Good, good tense moments. I I had no idea who the killer was going to be till the the last reveal, and I was like, oh shit, that makes sense though. Kind of hard to find though. I won't lie to you. This movie, this movie was this is a special edition one that I bought. Actually, it was only sold during Black Friday last year from Seven Films. But I don't know if there's a way to stream it. There there might be. I'm not sure. I don't think there is. I'm not sure. Like I said, I just haven't looked it up. But uh, I it goes for kind of a, it's kind of pricey right now, but it's eventually, apparently they do this all the time, like a special release, but then they usually release a movie again down the line. So if you can get a hold of it, of course, I would actually highly recommend it. I think it looks really good too. There's two versions of the movie on the disc. There's a director's cut that is, I don't think ever been seen until now, or if it has been seen, it's just, it's once again, a really rare print of it. And then there's the international English cut version of it, but, um, fully in 4k looks really good. Um, Highly recommend it. It's one, it's like I said, first time watch for me, obviously. And um, I really I think this might be one of my favorite Argento films so far. So,
1: I don't know, it Henry does Clark
2: look interesting. That's cool. Yeah, or sounds interesting. The cover looks interesting too. And uh, I've told James, man, I, I might want to borrow this one from you.
0: Yeah, you definitely can. And what was that, Nibble? I was
1: like, it's great that it was uh remastered in a 4K as
0: well. Yeah, it's they cleaned it up. It's from an original camera negative, I think, too, or something. And I don't know how they found it, but. It was cool. So that's everything we've been watching. Let's move on now to our main review of Killers of the Flower Moon.
1: Whose land is this? My land.
2: Well, 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 our war hero has arrived. You've made a good choice coming back here. Those days are the finest, wealthiest, and most beautiful people on God's earth. They
0: outsmart
1: everybody, they have the say. Who gets the oil?
2: Son, I got a question. You like women? <laughs> that's my weakness. <laughs> well, we mix these families together and that estate money flows the right direction. It'll come to us.
0: So, Mikasi, that's how you are. I don't know what you said, but it must have been Indian for
2: handsome devil. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Why did you come here?
1: I work for my uncle.
0: Are you scared of him? Oh, he's he's the nicest man in the world. So, Killers of the Flower Moon sitting at a 92% of Rotten Tomatoes. The IMDb description is members of the Osage Nation in the United States are murdered under mysterious circumstances in the 1920s, which sparks a major FBI investigation. Directed by the legendary Martin Scorsese if you don't know, Taxi Driver, Mean Streets, Goodfellas, The Age of Innocence. This is written by Eric Roth, who also wrote The Newest Dune, Forrest Gump in 94, The Insider in 2008, and The Curious Case of Benjamin Button back in 2008 as well. As well as Martin Scorsese, based on the book by David Graham. This was released on October 20th, 2023 in theaters. It will eventually stream on Apple TV Plus, but that is an undisclosed t- date as of right now. They do not have a date on when that will happen. I'm assuming either end of the year, beginning of next year, or something like that. Who knows? But and then once again, the cast is huge on this. So like, I try to like put like most of the main people. There's just a lot of goddamn people in this movie. But the main cast, I would say, is Leonardo DiCaprio stars as Ernest Burkhart. Robert De Niro is William king Hill. That's Ernest's uncle. Lily Gladstone is Molly Burkhart. Jesse Plemons is Tom White. Kara Jade Myers is Anna Brown. Jillian Dion is Minnie. Scott Shepard is Byron Burkhart. And like I said, there's many, many more. So let's get some thoughts on this movie here. And if you liked it, did you not like it? Starting with Unabil. what did you think of Killers of the Flower
1: Moon? I enjoyed it. I thought it was a very well-told story. They gave a lot of good perspective. Very rare um, in this type of film where they were getting the full spectrum of the Osage Indians and the kind of white settlers or whatever they were doing over there. That You're getting a, a lot of different viewpoints over there, and I really liked how that was being told. Um, I think that what Scorsese did in this film really kind of shows his like the experience that he has as a storyteller and from not just from the writing aspect of it but a visual standpoint it was very well presented and really told a solid story that you kind of understood this history from from start to finish and i feel like you can get a full context of it
2: nice uh what about you marco i pretty much agree with nabil i i really like this one dude and I was at first kind of scared at the running time. It's three hours and what,
0: 25 30 minutes,
2: or minutes long. Minutes. Yeah, something like that. But man, uh, it was, yeah, like Nabil said, very well written, very well told too. I I read somewhere that uh, Scorsese was actually inspired by uh, Ari Aster and how he paced some of his movies, specifically Midsummer. And thinking about it, I think that's that's pretty true. It's sort of kind of like a slow burn, but never once was I bored never once was I like waiting for it to end I was intrigued and interested in these characters the whole time you know uh, I think that uh, once again Scorsese released another banger man I mean he's he's the legend he's the truth
0: nice yeah I liked it too (laughs) cool that's pretty cool it is fucking long I will say that much but it, it, it works for how it is. Would I liked an intermission? Guys, don't be scared. Throw an intermission there. Let yeah. me go take a piss and fucking come back real quick. You know? Know? We need to bring mm-hmm. that back. We need an intermission. Yeah, like, guys. Lawrence Arabia is just long,
1: but it's got an intermission. It's just let you know. Ten mm-hmm. minutes. That's all we need. It's fine.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio
0: was great. Um, yep. Robert Niro was great. Lily Gladstone was great. Meth Damon was great. Everybody was great. It was like, <laughs> everything just clicked in this movie, and it was good to see... Just like a story that I was, I, I'll, I'll admit, I'm
1: not, I wasn't aware of this shit. You know, I'm pretty ignorant. So, well, they're not fully teaching this in high school like they should be, right? So,
0: no speech. No. So, um, beyond yeah. all this, why, why, why
2: would they, Neville? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just, well, as soon as I saw the scene where Marco was dancing almost <laughs> naked in a loincloth into oil, I was like, this might be good. I don't know. Yet. I was like, I'm not thinking of Marco in this scene. But yeah, Scorsese is great, man. People that, there's been like a lot of criticism lately about Scorsese or f- oh, films in general and I think uh, this kind of shows you that hey this is, there's still an audience for it too and I don't know, this dude just doesn't do wrong with movies. He's, you know, He's like 80, right? Is he 80? Yeah, 80 pushing 80. Well. 79?
1: Yeah. 80? It's close to it. Robert De Niro's 79? He just had a kid? I just had a kid. But yeah. So did uh, De Niro.
2: Fuck. Crazy.
1: All that's them. that's king to you. Even so. <laughs> a king. A lot.
0: That boy won't be good. But um it's just it worked for me. Everything worked for me. Like I said, too. It's um I will say it's not perfect. I, I didn't connect to the characters as much as I wanted to, I guess. Like some of his other films where I felt more of a emotional connection to him. Um but we'll get into that uh, when we talk about the ending, I think. Um but yeah, for the most part, I think this is a solid movie. One of those DiCaprio films too, where it just like it just reminds me too. I'm like, man, I kind of wish hope that DiCaprio doesn't decide to like retire early one day because like I feel like this guy, every fucking movie Leonardo DiCaprio is in is just a fucking. It's just going you're gonna, on. You're gonna get a great performance no matter what. That's how mm-hmm. I kind of look at it. So, um, let's get in the plot then. Like thoughts on the overall plot? Did you like? I I don't think anybody really knew about this slice of history over but what did you think about the plot marco like did it work for you i guess you know what guys i think truthfully we almost have to jump into spoilers really to talk about plot because now i think about it
1: just a bit it's history so
2: you know it is it's not a true
1: event so
0: yeah but if if people don't want to be spoiled because i didn't know what it was going to be about the the trailers to me actually made it look like it was going to be something otherwise to tell you the truth so we'll, we'll try not to talk too much about what is actually going on. Let's just say that, Marco, without okay. super spoiling it. And then we can jump more into it after, obviously. But uh, what did you think about plot overall?
2: I think the plot absolutely worked. It's like Nabil said, something that isn't taught in the history books. It's a story that's not that well known, too. And yeah. to know and, and hear Martin Scorsese, because I don't know about you guys, but my, our, my film had, or the one I saw had a little intro from Martin Scorsese himself you know thinking everyone to come to the movie and he met, he had mentioned that this is a story he's been wanting to tell for years and yeah mind did not that being that. that being revealed throughout the 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 length of the film I was like right right on Scorsese dude especially coming from a, a legendary director from from him it has that much more of, a, of an impact and it, it's you know it's uh, like we mentioned it's a it's a true story but it it's because it's not that well known, you're still surprised and shocked to learn all the, all the events that transpire. And it's the, the, like I said, the pacing, because with, with a movie this long, you're always concerned about, you know, how's the story going to unravel? How's it, you know, going to present itself. But again, it's just told in such a manner that you're constantly interested in, in, in trying to, you know, figure out like, Oh shit. So that's what's going on. Scorsese, D- describe this plot as not a who done it, but who didn't do it and i think that it actually is a v- a perfect description of the plot and i think um i'll i'll tie that in later on when we talk about characters as to yeah james thoughts about not connecting with the characters but i think viewing the the plot that way m- makes you know the characters make sense and how you feel about them it makes it make more sense
1: Sounds good uh, what about you neville yeah i I agree I think that the, the what he, what was shown as far as the plot's concerned, what was shown over there gave uh, like I mentioned a lot of good perspectives. You got to see the perspective of the Native Americans and mm-hmm. how their feeling was towards what was happening, they're not blindness to it all, but knowing that they can't really do anything about it, but they're gonna try to voice as much of a complaint as they can yeah um you're getting the Definitely you're getting the perspective of, you know, the white people coming over there and trying to take advantage of the situation any way they can, um, and in some places not being so blatantly um, outlandish with their, you know, deeds, whether they're breaking the law or just, you know, having um, no regard for the Native American population over there just to get, get some of the money as much as they could. So you get you get and then you get the people that are like actually there part of the community but still two timing everybody. You know, like you're getting all those fresh perspectives, you're getting the point of views. Um I I had heard as well, Marco, I know you you saw him kind of in the beginning, but I had heard I read an article, um, I think it was a Hollywood Reporter or something. They were saying that Scorsese initially wanted to make the plot around the Bureau of Investigation at the time of the FBI, in the newly formed FBI. Uh, and them investigating what was going on there but what with between him and leo dicaprio they were kind of talking about it and they turned it into more of a love story between the two main characters and things that were happening around them in that which fashion.
2: i'm glad they went that route because yeah. it, it shouldn't be about the bureau of investigation and i the way they went the 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 route they took focuses more on the Native Americans and from their perspective too, like you said, and you get more of uh, an idea of what it is they went through, their feelings and everything, and it it makes you that much more connected to the story versus, you know, your typical... Uh, Outside
1: looking in, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. You know Um, what it kind of,
0: pacing-wise, it kind of reminded me of Nabil? Uh, Marco, I'm not sure. Did Did you watch Silence, Marco?
2: Yeah, I did.
0: I felt like the pacing was very reminiscent of that where it's it someone's kind of narrating things that are going on. In this case, it's Molly narrating some little things and going on, and it just takes its time to really spread that message out with the mm-hmm. runtime. Because I think science is long as fuck, too, by the way. Yeah, but I It reminded me of that, which was a good, a good thing because like I like it. There wasn't was a last film,
1: right, before this one. So No, maybe you think the Irishman, he's silly goose. uh uh-huh. Was well, it? No, shit. Well, yeah, guys,
2: I remember. We saw that together.
0: Come
1: on. <laughs> yeah. We got, we got food. It's Thanksgiving.
2: Remember? Remember? Members? The yeah. Member bears. I remember. We definitely took an intermission for that one.
0: Uh, we 100% yeah. did.
2: This is just as long as this,
0: almost, I think. damn. Anyways, but yeah, plot wise, it worked for me too. It's just one of those things that um, it was interesting to see. And I liked how it was In uh, kind of in the beginning, you're like, oh, I don't know what's going on. But then, like, you know, about an hour and I I, I, I watched this with Mikey, who's. I might be dead right now. I don't know, but I I told him at the time. I was like, I was like, it's blah blah blah, right? And he's like, yeah. And you know, it was, but it was like, okay, we're not fucking yeah. really making it sound like this is like a oh my god, are there fucking yeah, there's aliens not who, that
1: kind of thing, like <laughs> Marco said. Yeah.
0: And oh my god, Scooby Doo mask off at the end.
2: No, and and again, the way Scorsese describes it, it makes more sense that we you figure it out very easily at the beginning. It's it's yeah, all about it's like it's all about who's yeah. not in on it type of thing. Yeah,
0: basically. So thoughts on the, the cast then Because the cast obviously is <laughs> What a dumb The cast is what makes up of the movie That's what a movie is <laughs> um, Fuck sorry. The more you um, know ladies and gentlemen Yeah that's those are called actors and actresses Some might just call them actors nowadays uh, What do you think about uh, Leo there Nabil? As Ernest Burkhart
1: Our I, lovable oaf of a fucking idiot Yeah that's exactly With it, his bulldog it, it, face mm-hmm. He <laughs> Did, some great acting in this film, you know. Some great fat face acting in here um, from did, all, yeah. all the people, you know. He had some fucked up uh, teeth, though, didn't he? Oh God, it bothered me so much. It was like I, I know it's the bad first scene. I was, I was like,
0: like, man, gingivitis was a pretty. Thing do, I, guess. <laughs> I just want to
2: brush him a little
0: bit, just yeah, a man. little bit. Just- Maybe I was like, maybe after he marries Molly, she'll teach him how to brush his teeth right. And then I was like, no, have
2: the braces
0: yet? No, the okay.
2: OCD in James, like, I gotta get some floss for this guy. Hold on. <laughs> no, I was like, the plaque and gingivitis is just
0: kind of killing me here. But yeah, it's a backy. Uh,
1: no, he was of course great, great actor, um, great portrayal of the character. Um, I so so. There's two parts of this that one I I really saw came through, and one I was like, I'm not 100 percent sure. So the first thing is. He loves his wife. And I think he did a great job portraying that he loves his wife um, over anything. And that was a really good part of the like heart of the story is seeing how much he cares for Molly. But the second aspect of it, of him being, I'm going to say simple, maybe a little slow. I'm not, you know, not, not 100% there, you know, he sees. But it, but see, my thing is, is that like he portrays him that way. That's what he's supposed to be. But at the same time, he's coming off as more aware it's yeah. like he knows yep. what he's doing he just doesn't really and he's very upfront about even like when he's he's uh, speaking to Molly about the reasons behind why he's there like I love you but also I love money <laughs> you know like he's he's very clear on what his intention is like
0: him. once again just very simple minded he's just yeah Easily manipulated, easily... Um, that, okay, that's... I think he's that's doing the right thing, thing, but games. then it's Manipulation.
1: like... Yeah. yeah,
0: he's easily easily manipulated yeah. by another character.
1: Which might be what it is, is that because he's, he's not... I don't know if he's not aware that he's being manipulated. Maybe that's what it is, and so he's just doing things because he's like, that makes sense. I should I, be doing I
0: this.
2: I hands down disagree with you, man. Know. Really? <laughs> yeah. He... Yes, he's simple-minded, but he's still a total piece of shit, and he... Definitely loves money more than he loves his wife. He he knew what he was doing was wrong, otherwise he wouldn't have lied. He was lying on purpose. He lied to Molly. He lied to her to her face as well, too. Like at at every opportunity. So I he even mentioned at the beginning of the movie, like I, you know, I, I love money. He's like, I love my wife almost as much as I love money. Or something like way that. So, Almost
0: um, as much as I love my wife. But yeah.
2: the reality yeah. is he actually did love money more than he loved his wife or he wouldn't have done those actions and let himself get manipulated hey, into doing that. And
1: I don't want to like spoil anything. Yeah. But there's, there's a part where he's kind of you know things are happening between him and his wife and he's kind of going along with it but at the same time you can tell that, or at least it seems like to me. I'm not, that, This is where I'm like, I'm not so sure about the betrayal. If he he made uh, this, no, is that he, he's not hundred percent sure if is I this where he's to go go go. as far as it's gonna go. You know,
2: I agree with you. Mm, I got that vibe too. He, no, because he he knew what he was doing was was hurting his wife. To, to, to a certain point, he he knew. Oh, he knew. He played he, he played it he so knew. he played it so well though too. DiCaprio's yeah. performance. This is one of the most like
0: that's why I, I do know. Most characters he's ever
2: played, and he plays with, it so well.
0: That's why I'm with Nabil a little bit on it. I'm not sure if it was entirely like just part of the act, or did he genuinely love his wife still? I think I I got the vibe that he still did, but he was just—he's such a fucking idiot. Like he's so dumb. <laughs> like yeah. he's, hes like the dumbest character Leonardo DiCaprio's ever played.
2: Mm. So I don't—I'm not, I'm not sure. So yeah. and one of the most villainous, which I liked. Mm, Django Unchained.
0: Oh, God, i kind of Oh yeah,
2: him. yeah. He kind I'm of yeah. Heard. that's probably the most villainous he's ever played. But th- this one was Marco, almost up he was there.
0: Out of a, he was sipping out of a coconut. Like, <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> th- this one now. was definitely almost up there for for me. And, and I I like that he's he can go from cool. playing good guys and bad guys.
0: Let's talk about an evil, more evil person here. Robert De Niro as William King Hale. Uh, I'll just start out with him. Whew. Talk about a two face, right? Yeah. You know. Oh my God, is this is this part of the cinematic universe? I don't know anymore. <laughs> P-O-S yeah this guy is pretends to be friends with the Osage nation even knows their language but it's all just to benefit himself to you know get money back into his family his true family is he I mean he has no real love for these people but manipulates everyone literally everyone Mm -hmm. so
1: callous about it too like it's so thinly veiled
0: yeah no I mean I got those Cape Fear vibes again with him just sitting on that (laughs) fucking fence you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) talking about his favorite book, which I will not say. Fireworks Fireworks blowing up behind him. Oh, hey there. How you doing? So, I don't (laughs) know. He plays a villain really good, man. De Niro. Like, he... Once again, another just... Another just fucking solid performance from De Niro, and he he just works so damn well with Scorsese, too, which is... It's crazy they've been making movies this long together, man. Match made in heaven, man. Yeah. Like I said, this is his, what, 10th film with him, right?
1: Is it 10 films? Yeah. He's
0: done six with Leo. So, like, these are, he, this is like probably, if this is his last movie, like, he went out with a bang, like, just using his favorite actors. You can tell, like, these are his yeah. favorite actors, dude. Like, but uh, what did you guys think of Robert? Or no.
2: Either one of you. He, he, man one of the biggest pieces of shit ever man (laughs) yeah and he does he like you said dude he he plays it so well he's so cunning the fact that he's he can you know be talking to you to your face and and um you know basically like robbing you right right in front of your face you know yeah and And he's literally the
0: reason behind a lot of things that happen and it's like oh yeah no, yes, yeah, and he wears uh, those fucking goggles while driving, and you can't trust a guy like don't wear those. I don't, trust, like, the I don't, those legs, I don't trust them.
2: No, I don't, don't trust them. Those, goggles. those are tri- those
0: are called driving goggles.
2: <laughs> yeah, but nothing was happening in Osage County without him knowing. He literally had everyone in his pocket, from law enforcement to businesses to everyone Boy. and he just made it oh he always made it seem like he was your friend he was trying to help you out he deeply cared about you and really he was just talking shit about you the whole he fucking time
0: car salesman to the max yeah times yeah, 10 he yeah
2: he, he a recruiter was at a military fucking booth <laughs> like the fact that he was <laughs> I even i i mean he he was uh he he was Ernest's uncle, and he was even fucking over his own fucking nephew, dude. Like, y- even going against we'll your own family. That too, that's, yeah, we'll talk that's, about that. Yeah, yeah, pretty freaking harsh. So, you like you said, dude, De Niro, man, just one of the greats, and still proves that he's, at this age he still got it.
1: Anything on that, <laughs> Bill? No, I I completely agree. I think De Niro. Um, I also think he's not the smartest of the criminals. Again, I want to I want to say that. Thinly veiled, like it's not like people didn't know what he was doing, but he did enough good for them to overlook the bad, you know?
0: Yeah, because he would do stuff where he donates shit to shit places, and then everyone, a lot of people <laughs> turned a blind eye to this guy. Like, yeah. okay, well, he like, have, some he people might- are like,
1: I think you might have gone a little too far this time, or this is oh, way yeah. too. Yeah,
0: there's a scene where yeah. literally the fucking sh- uh, was that the
1: sheriff? Yeah, I think so.
2: Yeah,
0: sure sheriff's like or one. I don't know if it's sheriff or one of the guys or like a co- mayor or councilman. He knew it was him. He's, mm-hmm. like, oh, he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, you gotta. He, he
2: was your standard big business guy. Yeah. True. True, true, true.
0: Have you ever seen Giant, James Dean film? It reminds me a lot of that, by the way, his huh. character in general. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that, but right on the top. Um, What about Lily Gladstone? It's Molly Burkhart. what do you think about that, Nubil?
1: I go back to saying, like, probably should win an Oscar for best facting because. Her face said it all. She didn't have to say a lot of words. And I understood everything that was going on with that. Just the stare, the looks, just even the scenes where she knew that she was or I should say he was trying to. Ernest Burkhardt was trying to maybe get one up on her. And she kind of already knew and just kind of laughed at him a lot of times and called him like called him a coyote. I think that those were like very telling things like I'm no fool, but I really like you and you're cute. So it's fine. You know,
0: she like handsome. I was like, "Yeah, your taste a terrible." <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I think she did great. I I liked all the scenes that we had of her. Um, even when she was like getting really ill, like She's just that something. Bit, yeah, yeah, for the last half of it. Yeah. Um, it was just I don't know. She didn't have a lot of like dialogue, like I said. But just the scenes that she was in, she definitely like took ownership of of that scene.
0: Hands so. down, yeah. Yeah, really good performances. Uh, any thoughts on her, uh, Marco?
2: Yeah, she was a, she was incredible. I agree with Nabil that she, her performance was very strong, especially for someone who hasn't done a lot. She was actually, before getting the casting call to this movie, she was about to switch careers because she had gone into a dry spell. And then she got an email saying that Scorsese wanted to have a Zoom call with her. And just on that call alone, he chose her right then and there. And De Niro, well, I think De Niro or DiCaprio said that Scorsese had never done that with an actor, and he did that with her, and said that she, she was, she's Molly, and it paid off. It paid dividends because she yeah. was incredible. She definitely deserves to be nominated for an Oscar, and I hope she does get more roles. You, you feel her anguish, her her pain, her, uh, the terror within her. Of you know, I, I I like Nabil said. I I believe you, even though, or I'm with you, even though I know that you're you're hiding something, you're doing something yeah. shady. And it was like, even says
0: uh, like just to added to that mark. Like like mm-hmm. I wish there's a place where you just go and just wash away all the lies and just continue it, living together and like yeah. peace and shit. I was like, oh, she knows, you
2: know, such a uh-huh. such a great line. Because man, at, at some point we've all dated someone where we know they're they're not good for us. But you're still giving them that benefit of the fucking doubt. Every what little mean, bit bro? of the way. <laughs> and you're just like. <laughs> fuck you mean, dude. Shit, dude. Say about my family? I, I was like, shit, man. I'm like, fuck, dude. I, I know that. I've been there. I recently been there. And it's like, you, you just keep doing it. But, man, she. seen her fall ill to the. The. The plots and the scheming of these people is also very, very painful to watch, and she does a, g- a good job. Like when she's when she's feeling ill and stuff, I'm like, man, is, it, is that how Mikey's feeling right now? I don't know. <laughs> God, <laughs> damn, I uh, hope he's okay and he I later on I, <laughs> I, I know, um, but yeah, solid no, so she's, she's,
0: yeah, she's good, man. She'll be, she'll. I'm I'm hoping she gets nominated. If not, that'd be a snub. But yeah. It would not be the first time the fucking uh, Academy Awards didn't recognize people that are supposed are to get you? nominated. I do wish that, yeah, like Nibbles saying, I. I wish she had more, like, there's not one scene I could uh, say that was, like, this scene. You know how we always do oh. that, bill, Yeah. That's my problem with it, though.
2: They're, yeah, I true, because mo- most of them require, like, a dialogue or, or a I monologue. at least a
0: good one say, monologue,
2: at least where you're like,
0: damn, they hit me right here.
1: I will say the scene that would probably sell it for me, where they're going to show it up on the wall, is
2: at the very end when they're yep. in the interview room. Yep, 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 that's yes. the only scene I can think of, too. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. That, yeah. For meth Damon
0: is just staring at them too. He's like, I've
2: been here. <laughs> this the is whole awkward. Time. <laughs> I, I don't know if I should be here, what guys.
0: Frito <laughs> lace, make a profit, <laughs> buy one, get two free. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and you guys have not seen Game Night, by the way. That's it's a a phenomenal film. film. We did a review of it a couple years great ago. Yeah. Let's get into Um. So, did you guys have no no issues with runtime at all? I'm going to tell you right now, I almost pissed my pants. So, that was fine. I surprisingly enough, it I last 20 run to the bathroom. I won't lie. I, I looked at I, during the trial scene. I looked at Mikey and I was like, I might need to go like dip right now. You
2: you tell I, me the fuck I, happened. I pissed right before the movie and I oh I pissed myself with <laughs> <in> my drinks.
1: <laughs> I was like, I, I just let it. go I, I just, I there guys. I just let it go. <laughs>
2: no, I, did, it, I, I, brought a, a I, I brought trying I probably did for a reason. I was drinking a beer and I, I slow paced myself, and I was like, "This is gonna make me pee." I had a but large uh, Coca Cola or no Pepsi Max. Sorry. Did you slam the
0: whole thing in the what first half of the movie? No, just I ate mm-hmm. a whole medium popcorn in that, and I was like, mm, "Kind of gotta go pee now." And then I was like, "Oh shit, there's an hour twenty minutes left of the movie," and I was like, "I don't know if I can do this." Right. I'm, getting I'm getting old now, now, where I can I it's harder cope. for me to hold in like pee.
1: And I was like, yeah, I "That's I my know. daily struggle." What was, was that? Just, that's my daily struggle now.
0: Oh Come yeah, up. so like, I find myself more or less like I can't like even I remember like when uh, what was it? Uh, the last James Bond movie was long as fuck. Remember that? Yeah, I didn't make it through that whole oh, movie. I had to go. You never fuck, Mark, were, weren't you there? We saw it together. Yeah. No, yeah, I did. I did. I was like, I gotta go, and I came back and hella shit happened. He's like, dude, yeah, hella shit I, happened. I, I, I was gone for five him. fucking minutes, dude. Runtime it is pretty long, but I don't really see. I guess the beginning part could probably be cut a little bit. That's the only part I really saw. Like the like the setup to it all, kind of like okay, yeah. we
1: get it. But there seems to be momentum once he actually starts. He meets when her. him
0: and Molly get married, the yeah. movie really starts. Really is how I saw it. But like I get it. And, but that took like almost fifty. 50- Fucking minutes to get to. So I was like, oh, yeah. I was at the,
2: yeah. At the same time, though, I just I don't see. No,
0: it's it's necessary though. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't see anything you could have
2: cut. I was like, man, everything just it pays off. I don't know. Man.
0: Maybe some of the crimes early on could have probably been. I don't know.
2: Some, but I, I'm glad that they showed it. That I'm glad that he he showed as much detail of that as he could to really make it yeah. have an impact. Because it, I'm it like, really.
0: That's why I'm like, I'm, I don't have a huge issue with the run. Yeah. It is long. Don't get me wrong. It's fucking long. And most people, if you're going to watch it at home, I'd probably say you can watch it in two halves. But
2: yeah, definitely it's for your own sake. I do agree with you guys that they should probably they should bring intermissions back. I don't know why they yeah. don't do that. Yeah, I don't, I don't see anything it's wrong with that at all. People, people, mm-hmm. will be a little welcome.
0: intermission. It's too cool. long. Give me that year. old school feeling. You know. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the other long one? Um, uh, yeah, that was pretty long too. Yeah. So, yeah. No, you're Just right. Give us a break. So so I'm nice. glad these
2: fucking directors are flexing and showing. See, you can make really good long movies. Doesn't have to make the two-hour mark.
0: Let's rate this one so we can jump into the spoilers because there's some shit I wanna. We obviously I want to talk about. So I've changed it a little bit. Tell me what you rated. Obviously, we're all gonna recommend this, but what was the best thing in the movie? What was the worst thing in the movie? And how does this compare to other Scorsese films? Kind of a loaded question, I know. That's more than one thing, but just uh Nabil, you go first. You seem like you understood the question. <laughs> what do you? What would you? <laughs> know, give me a fucking face like he looks
1: like fucking Jack Torrance from The Shining right now. I'm like, we'll come back to you after. Nabil, go for uh, it. So I gave this a four and a half stars out of five. Most of it was just because of, um, I was a bit confused with what Leo was trying to do with the simple-minded part of it. Jesus Christ,
0: okay. Uh But for the
1: most part, great film. Um, So I definitely recommend it. Best part of the film, I'd say, was, again, uh, just the integration of the Native Americans and what they were going through. I just, I'd never really seen a story told in that way where it wasn't kind of some kind of stereotype. So, I just really liked what was being shown there. Um, yeah. So, that was great. Worst part, I want to say, you know, they threw in some of the scenes with, I, I don't want to go into spoilers, but there was um, some quick paced action scenes that just kind of happened. It was kind of like a third or maybe three quarters of the way into the film. There were some scenes that were happening, and it just happened. Really quick, like there was a little bit of context. I, maybe because of me, I got a little confused on what was happening and why for a second. James shaking his head, he's like, "Fucking the bill, but the bill the, we need it.
0: Have <laughs> to come back to California, man. <laughs> You're getting dumber every fucking but time." I was I'm like, like
1: uh, "Okay, this is." I, I was confused. Like, there's a character named Blackie. I was kind of confused between him and the guy that looked like Sam Elliott that I couldn't figure out. Oh, what, buddy. <laughs> <ambitious>.
0: <laughs> so Noah, but, uh, sorry, ready. gonna go rewatch the movie because apparently he didn't catch it for the first. I mean, he said he didn't fall asleep, but uh. <laughs> Yeah, got a little lost he may, there. He
1: may but have. um mm. as far as comparing to a Scor- uh, another Scorsese film, um this is definitely more on his later part of his stories in the last 5 yeah. to 10 years like it's it's definitely different from what he was doing before because these are much these are outside of like the New York-based films or the the mobster stuff that he was doing. But I will say that he's still focusing on like um I don't want to say like villains but like Terrible people, you know, like he's very good with those kind of characters where you can, yeah, not overly dramatize or glamorize a terrible person, but really get the point across about you know the even the I don't know if I want to say satire, but like the version of this person is terrible and this is why, but we can kind of make him a bit human as well, you know, and I and yeah. I think that's that's holds true even to this film with the characters in it.
0: Yeah, I've almost kind of reminiscent of like Wolf of Wall Street, maybe. Oh. I don't know. Uh, what about you, Marco? my friend.
2: I'd give this movie five stars. It's fucking incredible. I think the best part of this movie I agree with Nabil was telling the Native Americans story and putting them in the forefront and seeing it from their perspective and making us uh, immerse ourselves into their point of view and what they went through during this ordeal. At the same time, the worst part is the fact that this is actually a true story and that this actually happened. Very
0: political view or answer there. God damn. Tell me what you didn't like, God damn it. Uh, how does it compare to the Scorsese films?
2: I think that this... It, it, it kind of falls in line with... I don't know. I, I see it attuned kind of to Gangs of New York, where it's a, it's a time period piece at the same time. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you know, seeing a, a historical event that happened, you know, years ago that maybe not many people have heard about and has probably been, you know, long forgotten and he's
0: definitely
2: you know bringing awareness awareness to it and saying hey this this thing fucking happened and not many people know about it and I feel like it's a story that should be told so um, I see it akin to that Um, at the same time it's it's sort of like the downfall of of a group of people and he's really only done that with like mobster stories and kind of us seeing the downfall of a mobster story but we've never really seen the downfall of just these, you know, people who are just trying to live their lives and then someone comes out of nowhere and tries to bring them down. So it, 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 you you see him kind of borrow elements from those two types of movies and combine it and incorporate it into into this film.
0: Good, uh, good take on it. Uh, I give this one four out of five. Um, I liked it a lot. Like I said, I just could not emotionally connect to a lot of it myself personally. That's why. It doesn't get the bump. but I mean, still amazing film. Great film. Scorsese film. Um, best thing about it, I think the performances. I think it's everyone's great in here except Brendan Fraser. I don't know. I felt like he was trying to be schlocky on purpose, but it was fucking weird after seeing The Whale now. And then seeing this, I'm like, what the fuck, man? Uh, just part of the runtime for me. It's just a little too long. That's all. I like my movies a little bit shorter than three hours and a half, but I mean,
2: whatever. He, he almost pissed himself, guys. Give him a break. Yeah, I would say
0: uh, once again, very, very fucking similar to um, si- I mean, silence is like the death of like fucking religion, right? In certain regions, and um, fuck, man, I, I I just keep going back to that, and that's a movie that's almost one of those ones, like great movie you wouldn't watch again just because it was really rough to watch that one in general for me, at least. We did this, right. I mean the uh, Marco Nobil guys did this little movie thing this mm-hmm. last month, and it's really opened up my eyes and ears to just remembering a lot of films that we haven't seen in so long, but, um, uh, peer He's good at these period pieces. though. man. Like whenever he does choose to do these, like, um, I don't know, like a lot of people, he does their it. research, you know, like I'd Hugo, so. Hugo's a really good one for like kids. Yeah. It's a, lo- a love letter to cinema about silent. Really films, need too, to watch that. Of that. Yeah. Um, the aviator, he's done that too. As you guys. So he's good. Done, mm-hmm. He's done Gangs in New York and all these other films, but, um, it probably most reminds me of Shutter Island because that's the movie I saw with Marco where he told me we were going on a double date with someone and um, girl brought her boyfriend with. So kinda just, I was just around that. <laughs> At the time just watching it, I was like, wow, I'm just fucking third wheel in here. So, a wheel, After he was. He, <laughs> um, so he definitely told me. He's like, no, man, seriously, dude. It'll be cool. I was like, okay, cool. I don't really want to go again. I already saw it. And I was like, got there. I was like, oh, fuck me. So I don't know why. I did, know. Just remind me of that. So that just tells you that you know, been watching Scorsese films with Marco for a long <laughs> time. So I'm pretty Kinda sure we saw Leandra together, character. and you forgot, but that's okay. We might have. I just don't remember. That movie was
2: a 2017. That was a bit before time. Yeah, not particularly my favorite, but yeah.
0: Yep. Uh, let's get into spoiler sections, though, guys. So if you don't want to hear about, we're gonna probably truthfully dive in more into the plot of this, just because just to fill in the little blanks of us, what we've been kind of as nibble by call circling around. So um, we'll jump into spoilers. If you don't want to hear about it, just jump into our uh, outro section there. It'll be on our time codes. So without further ado, let's get into our spoiler section. So, well, I mean, even before we get into the trial, like opinions on trial, right? So, Obviously, it was pretty obvious, like right, that Robert De Niro is just manipulating everyone, and Ernest is involved, and literally everybody that isn't Native American is killing people in this fucking town, right, or city, yeah, or this region. It it, it actually expanded more than just one town, I guess. Mm. Were
1: you confused by that, Nabil, or did you catch on to that? I got to ask you first. Sorry. (laughs) No, (laughs) I mean, I knew, I knew the (laughs) actually knew the history of this. I'd watched a documentary on the OCS people that we went through. So, um. You yeah, like, were like, were there assassins?
0: What's yeah. going on
1: here? So, so it wasn't a surprise on <sighs> what was going on. And honestly, I feel like he, Scorsese did it's it as direct. like a real story. Yeah, like yeah. he made it apparent, though. Like, you don't know, but you know. As For the gone. first few, you, maybe you're like, okay, what's going on? Is there a
0: serial killer? Is there some shit going on? And then it's pretty obvious after the first Sisters killed, at least in my opinion. You're like, oh,
1: yeah, because I the first part he it goes with his brother, but then they're like, oh no, but he dropped her off, and so you're like, okay, maybe it wasn't them, but maybe yeah, it was.
0: A, you give it like, fool me once, shame yeah. on you. Fool me, tight, like after that, it's like, oh okay,
1: no, somebody's doing something. Yeah.
0: Who, by the way, the guy that plays fucking uh, Byron is always a piece of shit in every movie. I don't know if you ever. Scott Shepard. <laughs> yeah.
1: I read something that he was a country singer, or is a country singer. Scott Shepard? No, the country singer I
0: believe is the guy that is the rodeo guy. Is a country singer. Mm-hmm. Oh, the rodeo guys. Okay. He's an actual thing. Yeah. Scott Shepard, has been. In, he's been in a lot of movies, dude. Yeah, I'd seen
1: him before, and I was like, I don't think he's in country.
0: No, yeah. I mean he's in El Camino. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. yeah. Breaking Bad, and then your favorite movie, Bridges of and of course, he was just recently in The Last of Us, the TV show, so.
2: Yeah, he played a real piece of shit in that one.
0: Shit in that one, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. Creepy eyes well, and shit. As soon as I saw him, I said, mm, I don't trust this
0: guy. <laughs> right I'm already on my radar. I know that's Same. your brother, but uh, this guy, is his MO is
1: getting hired to be pieces of shit on t- fucking yep. movies and
0: TV shows. I
1: like their hats, though. I won't lie to you. I told my wife, I looked at her, said, so you buying me a StenCent, or what, what's going on here? Can we get one?
0: You're like, look at this dome. I ain't got no hair beer. That would compliment. Keep it warm. warm.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Jesus
0: we are in the great state of Missouri. So, <laughs> misery. <laughs> get right in. Um. Okay. I mean, yeah. I just wanted to make sure that. uh Yeah, I thought it was pretty obvious. But Marco, how, what did you think about the trial? You know, we get John Lithgow, Brent Fraser showing up as practically cameos at this point as the two. Litigators, yeah, yeah. see litigators for the trial, and it's they're total opposites of each other. But uh, what'd you think about that? And what'd you think about Ernest's, you know, downfall? I guess with it,
2: the trial actually went a lot shorter than I thought it would. Uh, But but I can I I understand why. I mean, that's that wasn't really like the focal point of the story. It's really like the events that led up to that, and I I thought it was. it's practically would, the climax. Like, it, exactly. And you yeah. you still saw just how much power and influence Hale still had. You know, I mean, for fuck's sake, his middle name's King. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know. He, well, I at first I said, I was like, did he say ring? <laughs> 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 I was like,
0: holy shit, I got to look this up. Because I, I won't lie to you guys. My dad told me he grew up pretty close to this area. Jeez, About I yeah. didn't know
2: that yeah, King maybe. was actually his name. So I
0: that was a nickname because he was the king of Osage country, right? Or because of the I was
2: like, "Wow, what a me too." Until a I was like, "No, that's
0: his fucking like middle name, I guess, or whatever." Yeah,
2: but it was a good. It's a good way to show just how tough it was to bring. This conspiracy into into light because of just yeah. all the influence. I mean, you y- you had him trying to you know tamper with witnesses, obviously, and and convince Ernest, hey, don't testify, you know, and fuck, he made kill. him sign all his fucking belongings to him too. Well, I'm like Jesus, oh, that dude, scene and
0: then where he speeds him in the parking lot, he's like, yeah, I need you to sign it, okay? And that Damon
2: is just creeping.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>, he's <they're laughs> staring he just just him the to the, the fucking mirror.
2: He's like, oh, what do <laughs> I have here? And dude, I sort of got to get his
0: dog from Game Night. <laughs> <laughs> just petting him.
2: And then additionally, he had the whole townspeople and the sheriff's department trying to convince Ernest also not to testify. And I was like, damn, dude, like this, just just no end to this. It wasn't necessarily the strongest part of, of the movie, but it, it still was interesting to see, like, how how much of a steep hill the the osage people had to climb in order to you know finally like oh yeah no expose definitely. these people
0: and even even saying that like them getting the F by there was something where they had to pay an extraordinary amount to go to washington dc to even he, be heard
2: yeah twenty five thousand dollars back then that's insane yeah. even in today's money it'd be a lot of fucking money man right. so i can i can only imagine yep. and um as as far as uh man Ernest, damn that that scene, dude, where he's in the interrogation room. I know we we talked about it earlier, but we didn't get to go with, into details uh, d- with, uh, Molly. Him and, with him and Molly.
0: Oh, okay. At the end. I You're think that's at the end that, now. that. Hold yeah. on to the ending. Hold on to the ending. Let's talk about it in a sec.
2: Yeah, that was also pretty intense.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess I mean it's leading into it, but I, I was going to just talk briefly, real quick, about just him getting caught and like how he was still. You know he, who is it? Is it Blackie that is there? He's talking yeah, to. It's Blackie. Right. Yeah, and I'm it just shows you
2: alone time to talk. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I know they the left 20s. them alone. They what the they're
0: doing, dude? They had fucking prisoners that were uh, colluding together, staying in the same cell
2: practically, right across where they could easily talk yeah. every day. So
0: I, I don't think the security was that tight.
2: But I did um, feel bad for Ernest when they gave him the news about oh, his entire. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Fantastic performance again. Only Leo yeah. can be. hit me in the feels like that. I was like, my God. Anyways, no, just, yeah. So, yeah, his scene with um, just getting interrogated, and he's talking to Blackie, and then... Th- I like that scene specifically, because it- he thinks he's smart, actually. Did you notice yeah. that? Because <laughs> yep. But once again, that's a result of King like just bending his mind for the last decade or whatever, because he's like, you got to use your brain, you fucking idiot, blah, blah. He's saying all this shit. It- it's the most... Outside of when he goes at Molly, where it is the uh, herbal, we're telling her that the medicine doesn't work,
1: which I thought was a good scene too. By the way, well, he goes and tells them too, like you know, we've got a plan. He's like me being in prison is the plan. Yeah. So with that, with that being, with
0: that being said, that scene itself just shows you that, like, yeah, he's just he's just so fucking stupid. Uh yeah, talk about the scene though, Marco. About uh, Molly in the Jump into with the uh, Molly's asking Leo at the end, like, "Hey, did you know you were poisoning me?" Because throughout the time, he'd been told by these two crooked doctors to start putting. Uh, I think it's heroin inside of. Uh, yeah, Molly's uh, insulin shots, and which just puts her in what some of us might call a real goof troop of a moment. <laughs>
2: what do you think? It it it's my favorite scene of the movie. Lies, actually. By the way, sorry, we got to reveal he she asks yeah. and he says
0: no but terrible liar again once again <laughs> still, that's and liar.
2: that right there my friends is why I wholeheartedly disagree with you is to that end he still could not tell her the fucking truth well yeah he I didn't want to like, lose her but at that point yeah, it doesn't yeah, fucking matter I feel like he was like, just yeah. ashamed yeah. too like he was so yeah. ashamed
0: it's just one of those like i like, mean he had like, already like everything killed the rest spent, of her family well, no, which I know, I know, I know. But what I'm yeah. trying to say is like that's why I don't know like, I can go probably fifty-fifty, I can agree with with both of you yeah. guys on it. But yeah. I feel like it might be so like he's so fucking far down, like the last thing he wants to do is hurt Molly, and he doesn't want to admit that he was actually hurting Molly. That's how yeah, I, right. I read it. I, th-
2: I think that he thinks that by doing that he's not gonna hurt her, but he, exactly. he's still because but he's she, but once slow. again, like Nabil said
0: she knows everything she she's yeah. the teacher that already knows the answer to it but asks you she wanted
2: to see if he could tell her and that was so fucking gut-wrenching but i think one that is my favorite scene and two that is the fucking to me that is the oscar scene even though there's not a fucking long monologue no, the, yeah, that's what we were the reactions yeah. we to, were to each other that. That, that would be
0: the one that would be the yeah. one
1: and I would say, too, like, you feel throughout the whole film, like, or for that last scene, I should say, that she was ready to kind of forgive him for it all. Yeah. You know, until, I think she still was the whole time. Yeah. Up until that last part where he straight up lied to her and she knew it, and she's like, no, that's it then. Mm-hmm. Um, if he was honest just- with her, I feel like she would have,
0: yeah. And the meth is still in the back, and it's kind of weird that he actually he's was like, like, there the whole time that. and you <laughs> didn't really realize it. You're like, oh,
2: shit, he's been standing there the whole time. Breathing through the glass. No, I think at the very least, she still would have probably been in his life, you know?
0: Uh, what did you guys think then of that radio kind of play ending? Did you like that? And then Scorsese shows up. At, he's he narrates the last part himself. He's literally in his own mm-hmm. movie. He's been in his own movies before, way. This is not uncommon. Yeah,
1: it's not the first time, man. Yeah.
0: He's a he's a crazy. I always just remember uh, in Taxi Driver, he's the fucking crazy guy that wants to kill his girlfriend in the back of the cab, in no one's scene.
1: Like, whoa, buddy.
0: So
2: he looks at the camera. Does he? I think so. I don't yeah, think he
0: does. I think he's just being weird. He's just coked out of his mind. Um, eyebrows, get it? Yeah, he's <laughs> he wants to be coked out. He's of on his the head. goofs again. He's on the goofs <laughs> we call it. I, I thought it was a little strange, but I get it. It's almost like it's the telling of it all at the end. Like It's reminiscent of like a radio play from the, I guess, 40s, 30s,
1: 40s, right? Yeah, I'd say, you know, throughout the film, a little weird, there's, you know, there's a little bit of commentary, right? They're all kind of talking yes. about it. Mm-hmm. So, I guess it kind of plays into the very end where they're now talking you're you listening to a play and then he's talking at you because somebody's kind of narrating a little bit of it out of just is for it, no reason. Is it I think, know, okay was it it's basically replacing like cards that would
0: show up at the end of the movie you're normally? Right. Like, oh or like a face of the person, They're like Molly was blah blah blah. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I or Ernest it, did time in this but was released and lived with his brother Bryson at a trailer
2: park. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. I I think it's a it's a uh, a combination of that and also to show that we just saw the story unfold and just how, you know, huge yeah. this conspiracy was and all the events that transpired, all the deaths that happened, and basically years later it was reduced down to a footnote. Like that's basically that's how true. and and I think Scorsese yeah. narrating that bit just showed just how much meaning how much more meaning the story had. And I liked the way that he read that part and you know, the, the tragedy of it all, how these like two people a, outlived the person that they ended up hurting, you know? You know?
0: I, I feel like it could have just been a placard carthian, black and white, and it would have hit harder <clears> for <throat> me. An emotional level, like, Molly lived yeah. her life out and never once again. Like, you didn't have the ring. like, okay. i been like, holy shit. You know what I mean? Like, fuck. That's True, but it, was, it, had, this was it has weird, more, more this of an a weird but, style but, choice is what I'm trying to get at. I thought it was a right. little strange.
2: Right, but uh, overall, like, I think you know, it, it I, love I still think movie. it had a bigger impact with Scorsese himself reading that that bit at oh, the yeah. end. Oh, yeah.
0: No, definitely. There's a reason he inserted himself in his own movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Any other things you guys want to talk about, spoiler-wise, that you want to bring up on this
1: epic Martin Scorsese film? Do you want to see? He says he might have one more in him, guys. I'd, I'd see another film of his, for sure. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Keep creaking it out, buddy. Thanks,
0: guys. That's the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening. All the likes and reviews. Marco, let them know how they can reach us.
2: Listen and follow us on your favorite podcast service. Trust us. We're on all of them. For a quick link to all our socials, visit linktree slash moviepalspod. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot e slash moviepalspod. Thank you. and Make sure to smash that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And uh, if
0: anybody has noticed, we do have some new profile pictures and logos here. Marco, let me know where we got those from.
2: Huge, huge shout out to our good friend Alex Bassa at Alex Bassa Creative. If you are looking for a logo for your social media, your podcast, or any other creative project you're a part of, please hit them up. You can contact them at AlexBassaCreative at gmail.com. That's A-L-E-X-B-A-S-A Creative at gmail.com. Make sure you let them know that the movie pals referred you.
1: Make sure to also stay tuned for our next episode, episode number 162, where we will be doing a marathon of the mm-hmm. Hunger Games films. Well, at least up until this far. Very nice. Looking forward to that. I don't think we've done a
0: marathon in a while, guys. Last time I it's checked, it's been so. a minute. Thank you, guys. Appreciate that. So until next time, this is James,
1: Marco, and Nabil.
0: Have a great one.